Welcome to Upward Dogology, where I retrain your brain and introduce you to the world of cognitive behavioral therapy for dogs over the age of six months. Season five is all about the people involved in the process of a dog's journey from hell to home, from street life to sweet life. We meet people who have skills that help not only dogs, but also help the people who help dogs, and they're passionate about what they do. In this episode, we're going to explore the effect of behavioral issues, in particular with adopted dogs, on families, and in particular, on women. We all know how passionate and determined women can be when we set our minds to something. So when we feel at a loss, or as though we are failing, it can be devastating. I talk about how my approach to teaching upward dogology has changed as cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, parenting styles, societal expectations, and workplace ethics have evolved and how that has changed my relationship with my clients. So if you are a dog mom or a foster mom, stay tuned, because if you are feeling as though you are failing your dog or your family, you will learn why it is scientifically proven that it is not your fault. And I'm the kind of girl can roll like a guy, but I really don't know. If you're ready for the ride, I'm Hello, I'm Billy Groom, your host and successful dogologist for three decades. Over the last few weeks, I've had some amazing and enlightening conversations with a wide variety of women who are coming up on this podcast as guests, or I've had the opportunity to be a guest on their podcasts. The most recent was a podcast called Her Canvas, hosted by Jadida, a podcast dedicated to ensuring women live their best lives, as well as Bucks County Bites, which features interesting businesses and people from around the world. You may notice that these podcasts are not dog-related. They are people-related. What I do as a dogologist is not only about dogs, but about helping people. People who often feel they are failing their dog or their family. They are frustrated and they are at a loss. Women now more than ever are adjusting and adapting and are facing unprecedented challenges. We are, by nature, determined to maintain a balanced household and strive to maintain that mental, emotional, and physical strength for ourselves and our family. Most of my clients are the female head of the household. Whether their partner is male or female or otherwise, over the last and in particular decade with hundreds of clients per year, I can confidently say the initiative to work with their family dog and the dedication to follow through is more often by the female. This is not to say I have not had male clients or families where the participation is equal. I have had a lot of female clients and this episode I'm going to talk about the women I have had as clients, the dog moms. So there's my disclaimer. I'm not saying that men don't care or they're not involved. It's just what this episode is about. Often women feel the need to not give up on the dog and to show her family what can be achieved with determination. It is common for women to blame themselves and seek solutions when the dog is causing stress in the household. The dog is a member of the family with his or her own personality, and my client has goals and expectations and their own unique lifestyle. The way I work with my clients is one-on-one and a one-time fee. I talk about this in other, excuse me, other episodes and on my website, and this allows for two-way communication. Actually, it depends on two-way communication. I learn a lot about my clients, their needs, their goals, and their challenges, and their lifestyle. It is not about me instilling rules or telling them how their dog or family should be. I do not like to refer to myself as a behaviorist. I refer to myself as a dogologist because that focuses on providing information and advice not correcting behavior or instilling rules. In fact, the way I teach has evolved as we, as a society, emphasize the need to be aware of others, 
mindfulness, to address reasons for behaviors, not focus on correcting unwanted behavior. Less correction, more direction. That is one of the approaches of upward dogology and is the essence of cognitive behavioral therapy, which upward dogology is grounded in. In recent years, my clients are far more aware of cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, and I have noticed an interest in understanding it and how it applies to dogs and why it is so effective with dogs over the age of six months. Women are interested or in tune with this approach, either from their workplace, volunteer work, social life, or parenting. It is necessary to adapt the way we parent or guide children as the child's brain develops. Less restraining, more braining. This is another approach of upward dogology, and it makes so much sense to my clients who follow that mindset in their daily lives. The importance of communication, building a platform or foundation, and working off of these skills or practices that form the platform is far better understood. These concepts are common in many professions, from counseling to marketing. Lose the rules, build the tools. That's another approach of upward dogology. The relationship I have with my clients, and particular in the way in which we communicate, has deepened and expanded. Every week, I receive emails or calls from women who are at their wits end. They'll confide in me that their husband just wants the damn dog gone, and nothing is working that they've been trying. If you feel this way, as though you have let your family down, failed your dog, it's not your fault. If your dog is over six months, any age over six months, and what you are learning from trainers or online is limiting, ineffective, or counterproductive, you're not alone. Commonly recommended advice and common techniques are great for puppies and for some dogs, but they commonly fall short with dogs over six months, and in particular, dogs new to a home. Check out the episode with Kat Atkins. I think it's, it's yeah, two episodes ago. She's a typical client. And what I mean by typical client is that's a good thing. She's amazing. She has been advised by trainers and her veterinarian to euthanize her dog but she plowed forward and refused to give up on her dog. We talk about her learning journey in that episode. I'm not saying every dog gets perfectly rehabilitated, but the learning journey we venture on allows my clients to make educated decisions in the best interest of their family and their dog. As we progress, other family members hop on board the moving train. They see the dog bonding with the person who does the most work, and they want that. Often the dog does not see other family members the same way until they also do the exercises, which are not difficult, but until they participate, the dog will continue to flip them the bird. As Will Rogers said, if you get to thinking you're somebody of influence, try ordering someone else's dog around. As much as there are really good trainers and behaviorists who use conventional techniques, there are thousands of dogs over the age of six months every year that are euthanized or surrendered due to behavioral reasons. It is scientifically proven that dogs over the age of six months have the ability to think cognitively. What does this mean? It means they think and they process, and this is often prior to being rescued. That's why they are still alive. And although now in their home, they don't necessarily need to do that, they do. Conventional techniques do not harness this side of the brain, which causes the dogs to rebel, not because they're bad dogs, but because their perception of us is that we may be nice, but we do not have the ability to provide guidance. And aside from love and food, we do not really know what they want or how to calmly and effectively work with them. Positive reinforcement training and balance training is grounded in operant conditioning, which encourages and discourages wanted and unwanted behavior, respectively. It is most effective when starting with a clean slate because it instills behaviors. 
Cognitive behavioral therapy changes perception and preconceived thought patterns. Again, this isn't my opinion. It's just one of the core differences between operant conditioning and cognitive behavioral therapy. And that's not even specific to docs. You can learn more about this by checking out season one of this podcast. So that is why it is not your fault, because a lot of the methods that are out there are grounded in operant conditioning. As I work with my clients and we apply CBT, the bond increases, the behaviors get addressed, and it's amazing to see the transformation in the families. Because the dynamics in the household are better, relationships have improved and there is more bonding with everyone, and women feel empowered. They may have hired me to address aggression, anxiety, or even simply jumping and reactivity, but now that they trust the methodology, they have a platform and solid tools they can refer to. They feel like they can manage their family and the situation, and they can provide their family with what they need. They may even decide for their dog, hey, let's try the off-leash park, something they would never have considered before hiring me, or taking their dog camping or to a family gathering. This is life-changing. And they can take credit for that. They not only save their dog, but strengthen their family bond. It's amazing to see. On a dog's journey from street life to sweet life, or from hell to home, there are many components. From the frontline rescuer, to veterinarians, to groomers, fosters, transporters. Check out season four of this podcast, where we interview all kinds of people devoted to helping dogs. Upward Dogology has saved the lives of thousands of dogs by providing people with the skills and tools to effectively work with their dog in a way that meets their family goals and values and makes sense to the dog. I'm passionate about spreading awareness of upper dogology because it is a vital component in saving dogs' lives and keeping dogs in good homes. In case you didn't know, Upward is an acronym for Urban People with Adopted and Rescued Dogs. Please help by following Upward Dogology on Instagram and on Facebook. It would mean a lot. I would like to conclude this episode by thanking everyone who helps animals in whatever way you do it. Even the smallest gestures make a big difference. Stay tuned for some amazing upcoming episodes. We have an 11-year-old girl who uses her artistic skills to raise money for dogs. A donkey farrier. What? You'll be surprised. A rescuer of sight hounds with extraordinary paths. The author of a children's book that changes the way we view disabled dogs. A veterinarian talking about shelter, shelter medicine and an entrepreneur in New Zealand who specializes in the art of communication, something that is so important on so many levels. And of course, a big thank you to Danielle Bourgeau, CCMA Diversity Artist Award winner, for providing the music. Enjoy your learning journey. 